this is Margaret Komenfrekowitz with another episode of Diabetic Survival. So I'm actually reporting on what happened last month. So last month, a bunch of religious leaders went up to what is debated uh, to be Mount Sinai, but some people say it's actually in a different location. And anyways, I guess um, these different religious leaders and... Uh, of course, um, environmental activists came up with these Ten Commandments. Now, nobody said if they saw God up there sketching these things in there in, in the stone for them, you know, or anything like that for the Pope. So, but you know what they often say about the devil? The devil often imitates God because he doesn't have anything original, anyways. So, don't get me started on Pope Francis. Okay, so as you can tell already, this is going to be a controversial topic. Um, For those of you who are listening, and for those of you new tuning in, welcome. And for those of you who've listened for a while, thank you for listening. I really appreciate it. Um, I'm kind of like, uh, I I usually talk about diabetes. I don't know if I'll work it in there or not. But um, I thought that this was, this inflamed me enough to where I wanted to actually repose because I'm like a little bit mad as hell. So, don't take that literally. Okay, so, um, I guess the reason being is, and I don't think I ever talked about it, at least not on this channel, maybe, I, I don't know, I've had like 150 some odd episodes, but, okay, so a while back, I, I guess I gotta start from the beginning, a while back I actually found out that, uh, the Georgia Guidestones actually existed, and I found this out by complete accident or God intervention or something, but I, um, this, this all went all the way back to 2016, okay, so it's been a while, it's been six years now. Uh, for those of you who are up with current events, Guidestones no longer exist anymore, but let's go back to 2016 when they actually did. So I was actually in Georgia, Atlanta, Georgia area, and I was actually very bored. I was actually working for a company at the time. I had a month to kill. I was actually going to school to relearn stuff I had already known about. And, um, I was looking for certain attractions in the area, and that was before I was really big into museums and stuff, so... I was just looking for, like, landmarks, since I was in Georgia for the first time, and looking for something new. And these Georgia Guidestones popped up, and it was written in, like, eight languages. Really strange stones that I had never even heard of before. I'd never seen it anywhere on the internet. And I just thought it was weird because it was all about population control and how we should redo the earth, etc. And nobody knew who put these stones up. And I was a little bit concerned. I found out later on that there was actually an altar on top of these stones. And it had what looked like dripping blood, you know, coming off of the top of it. So very disturbing. It was like a... It was getting ready for sacrifice or trying to mimic some type of sacrifice or something to that nature. Yeah, freaky. So, as you know, if you've kept up with the news, those Georgia Guidestones are no longer in existence. But, just so you know, I had nothing to do with that. So, um, I guess, because uh, I, I was actually on some social media sites and I, I was actually bringing it up to people. I'm like, what are these stones? Why are they there? I mean, what kind of uh, group thinks that they 
they have the right to write history for us and etc so i mean i mean they are um they were predicting because it was actually built in the 1980s by some group and so nobody really knew who they were but i guess they were waiting for maybe a, a world apocalypse maybe they were waiting for an asteroid to hit the planet or something or maybe uh you know some other natural disaster like maybe a volcano erupting and then we all die from you know carbon monoxide poisoning or something which could happen it could still happen by the way uh yellowstone is kind of active lately but i mean that could actually literally wipe out the whole continent of north america but that's another story for another day uh, and parts of Canada. Um, maybe Mexico too. Um, and then it would eventually, you know, after about three days of, you know, starving the earth from the sun, things would die off. I, I mean, that could be catastrophic. So, um, catastrophic? Yes. I'll stick to that word. Okay, so back to the Georgia Guidestones. So, when these stones existed, and of course anybody who's anybody in 2022 knew that the guided Georgia Guidestones were actually blown up in 2022. So some extremists went out there and decided, hey, that group right there does not have the right to talk for all of us. And how dare you try, you know, to uh, make yourself a god by, you know, um, saying what will and will not happen, what we should do and how you're going to program our children into the future. I mean, I kind of don't blame them. I didn't do it, you know. It's, I'm not that extreme. I don't know any groups that are. So, I don't know. Somebody somebody took offense to it and blew it up. Anyways, they kind of became a hero or villain, depending on who you're talking to. So, um, and a lot of people found out about those Georgia Guidestones after somebody destroyed the quote-unquote monument. Okay, so people put up markers all the time. We don't necessarily have to agree with them. I mean, the Catholic Church has plenty of them around the world. We don't have to agree with that either. So, um, okay, so what I'm getting at. Um, I think somebody got angry enough. Probably the Pope. So I'm not pointing the fingers that Pope Francis actually did put up that monument. But there's a good chance. Maybe he did. He is working with forces that we kind of recognize. I mean, it's kind of like a blunt, in-your-face type monument um i had a beef with the pope when i found out that he he brought he's i mean everybody knows that the catholic church is kind of weird anyways no offense catholics i i really do like catholics don't get me wrong they're wonderful people but some of the things that go on in the catholic church are a little bit wonky and that's just because they bring in so many i mean they're more like a museum if you think about it i mean what they actually have stored up in their vaults and their abbeys and stuff literally make them um, kind of like a receptacle of things cherished throughout history. It's really very intriguing and interesting and I'm going to tell you, will blow your mind what they actually have in their vaults. But, um, okay, so back to the, the Pope. And, um... So I, I became a little bit angry at him when he brought in, and a lot of a lot of Christian Catholics did here in America. They got angry when he brought in Takumama into the Catholic Church, into the Vatican. 
and placed basically placed her right in front of Christ and we're just kind of looking at it going wow this is so sacrilegious this is against Jesus They're, he's basically putting the peppy mama right in front of Jesus and a lot of people were offended by that and so a couple Catholics uh, extremist Catholics uh, or heroes how I, I, how I like to see them some people want to call them villains or whatnot, whatever but they took the Pacumama and they threw it in the, the waters while the Pope was mortified and actually, you know, had somebody go fetch him back out of the water. So I was kind of like thinking like if I was an extremist, I probably would have taken like a, like I would have like blown it up. <laughs> like just like psh, blew it up. Much like the, um, the Georgia Guidestones last year. So I mean, you know, that's my thinking. If you want to destroy something, don't go throw it in an ocean. You need to destroy it. Like demolish it because you don't want it cropping back up like they can go build a new improved version or whatnot but they're going to think twice before doing that if you blow it up so if you throw it in the water or whatever they, they can retrieve that and that's not good so anyways um that's that's my my weird logical thinking um so anyways back to georgia guidestones so so an extremist actually blew them up hero or villain however you want to see it i'm not taking sides or anything yeah, I am. I'm going to go ahead and take sides. I'm, I'm kind of glad the extremists blew it up. So you can go ahead and mark me down for that. But I wouldn't actually do that myself. I, I mean, I could do it in my head, but not like in person because I don't have the right to do that because I kind of know better and don't want to go to jail. You know, one of those things. Okay, this is going somewhere. So just follow me here, okay? So um, don't give up on me yet. Um, okay, so they had this whole Mount Sinai, we're going to redo the Ten Commandments without God's permission. Like, God doesn't even have to talk to us from a burning bush or anything. We're just going to go and and write some new Ten, ten Commandments on how we should live. And, you see, I've read the Ten Commandments. So, I mean, I know what the originals say. But I've also read the Pope's Ten Commandments on Climate Change. Now, he's a different kind of Pope. Let me tell you something else. Um, now, there's been lots of controversial Popes in the, in the past, but this guy takes the cake on in interesting, crazy people. So, you know, First Commandment's not bad, I guess. Let's think of future generations. Well, I think anybody who has kids or anybody who has... Like, nieces and nephews. I mean, all of this is like a no-brainer. Think of future generations. A lot of the, us do this with our our money, um, our time, our love. So this is kind of a no-brainer and kind of dumb. So, like, kind of doesn't make any sense. Um, so I don't get what that is. So, I mean, if you think about the first commandment of the the, the the old testament is do not kill right do not murder so that was pretty significant there okay um i think the ten commandments the old ways of the bible did not need to be replaced because um they are definitely definitely applicable in today's society so if you're thinking of future generations to murder them is probably not thinking about their future um and, of course, when I talk about murder, I talk about abortion. Uh, abortion is definitely not providing a future for any child or any human being. That's just murder. Let's, let's just call it what it is. Don't even call it abortion anymore. Just call it murder. 
Um, obviously, if we can't even do the Old Testaments, how are we going to do the New Testaments of this Pope or whatnot? See, we went from Moses to the Pope? Uh, I don't think so. So there were many different leaders, including a Jewish leader there, and I, I don't know why the Jewish leader showed up. He was okay with replacing the Old Commandments? I'm not even okay with that. Why would he be okay with that? He's okay with replacing Moses, who who has that word from God, he, who was talked to by a burning bush, and he couldn't even look at the presence of, of God, so God had to show himself in a, in a bush. And when God did show his presence, he ended up, you know, his hair turned white, and he became old. And, you know, God etched that with his finger, own finger into the tablet. So, um... I don't think that this was done for the Pope, otherwise I would have said something, right? Back in November, mid-November. So all this stuff was going on, and I'm just kind of like, okay, I just read the commandments today, the new commandments, and I'm just kind of like, mm, well, that's kind of a dumb commandment. Think of future generations. So that's kind of like a no-brainer. It's kind of like, do not kill the old Bible. So since... Um, the one thing that I've noticed in history is because people don't ever actually listen to these commandments anyways, I I mean, it's kind of like guns, you know. Um, you can take all the guns away from legal law-abiding citizens, um, but that just means that the criminals actually have more guns in their hands and they're the only people who have guns, which means they're going to be shooting good people. So uh, our societies ran off of hypocrisy. If you think about it, <laughs> it's like so dumb. Of course you don't want to murder anybody. Hello, common sense, but yet we still have abortion clinics. Or should I call them murder clinics? We're still killing people, people. Why not just go to the old-fashioned way, save some tax dollars? What is that, like $300 a head the abortion clinics collects? Why not just tell, start telling pregnant women who have an abortion, instead of having an abortion, say, go have yourself a murder, just go to your nearest active volcano... And throw your baby as soon as you, bo you you born it, or birth it, and just throw it into the volcano. There you go. And then that way, nobody has to have blood on their hands except for you. Because you murdered your child. Why don't we go back to that, people? Why do we have to, um, why do we have to cater to pe stupid people? I mean, don't have somebody else murder your child. You murder your child yourself if you're going to murder somebody. That blood needs to be on your hands. So if you can't do it, then maybe you shouldn't be doing it. I mean, maybe we need to go old school on these abortion clinics and just go, hey, you know what? We could save so many tax dollars by just eliminating the Planned Parenthoods and just, you know, um, uh, just pinpointing most, the nearest active volcano and having them throw their child right in it. I mean, the thing is, is that uh, still the god of this world is, well, one of the gods of this world is Moloch that some people actually want to have uh that child's blood you know that blood on or whatnot so why don't you just go feed the volcano okay okay i'm a little bit gruesome graphic at this point but you know i'm going over these these commandments and it's just i just want you to just just to feel my rage here because i'm like this these religious leaders that you guys are following they're not of god if they're doing this stuff okay because they are not getting to the root causes of some things that that actually matter for civilization so i'm just pointing it out that's all don't she's best messenger so two embrace alternative energy so sources 
Well, that sounds good, right? We got wind power. We have nuclear cold fusion. I think we have cold fusion. We have oil power. We have natural gas. We have hydropower. We have all these different power sources already. So, um, I think to not embrace it is probably not really what we're doing. I think we are embracing alternative energy sources and as they become more affordable, we're adopting that because of course we want power from other sources. That's a no-brainer. So these, so far, these, these, these two commandments are just absolutely funny. But what it actually said here, which I thought was hilarious and absolutely not, not realistic, is the fact that it says here, we know that technology based on the use of highly polluting fossil fuels, especially coal, but also oil and to a lesser degree gas, needs to be progressively replaced without delay. Um, if you actually do get rid of oil usage, by the way, you will not have gas because gas is a derivative of oil, okay? So whoever wrote that is dumb. Sorry. Um, also, you need to realize who you're actually affecting. West Virginia, the state that I actually live in, actually used to be a coal-producing society. It was a big one, too. But there was so, there's so much red tape and regulations actually implemented that they pretty much destroyed the economy here, as they continue to do. And when you have a capital with only 50,000 people in it, and the nearing town is 50,000, and you have like maybe 80,000 people, maybe 100,000 people in your state, um, there's a problem there. I mean, you have California with how many? Like 18 million? Arizona with like 10 million now? And uh, like, of course, New York, I don't know how many people are there. I think it's, like, I don't know, 10 million there too. But um, you take a, like a, a state like West Virginia, and you take away its coal population, you're basically starving off your residents, the ones that you know, that, that need need food and need housing. So there's very few people who have actually been able to make it without being so poor that they couldn't even afford food. And then they're not poor enough to get food stamps or assistance either. So, I mean, they've really screwed the people in West Virginia. And I know because I live here and I'm, I'm suffering through it myself. Okay, so three, consider pollution's effect on the poor. So in, in the quote it says, touch the hearts of those who look only for gain at the expense of the poor and the earth. This is true. But um, they're, they're blaming it on pollution. So this, in other words, they're saying uh, people who have industries and stuff of that nature, like those, um, I'm not going to name any names, but you know, those who are, are actually looking for lithium for their batteries, you know, and so poor people go into these mines and like maybe make a dollar a day to bring out this lithium or whatnot or also poisoning themselves and killing themselves slowly just just for a, a couple of mere scraps on the table. Yeah, that's, that's horrible. Yeah, we do need to consider that. Um, maybe change some alternatives, like maybe change the technology, but provide a way for these people to actually make a living without um, ha having it affect their health. Um, I think that's a big standard on a lot of industries, though, like nurses. We don't even think about them, but they're exposed to viruses, bacteria, pathogens on a daily basis. 
and um, there's no concern for their health after they actually get out of the field. They could have been working for the healthcare industry for 30 years and it had been killing them slowly. I, there's no consideration there. What a loss of life, right? Yeah, it's horrible. So let's say they died at 65 instead of 85 or 100 or whatever. I mean, do we blame them because they were put in that situation? They specially trained for that situation. That business has to provide a way for that person to safely work. They shouldn't have to sacrifice their life just because they're helping others. Okay? Just saying. So you really shouldn't be exposing them to things that should they should not have been exposed to and then providing absolutely no health care for them. That, that does happen. Okay, number four. This one's a laughable one. Take the bus. Obviously, you have never waited in Mesa, Arizona for a bus that never arrived or that took two hours to show up just so you could go 30 minutes away. Um, unreliable, not practical, very expensive for the city to maintain. You want more people to pack on buses. Like It's absolutely horrible in downtown Phoenix, or at least it was back when I was taking the bus. You literally had every spot of that bus crammed full. They could care less about the safety of anybody on that bus. There aren't seatbelts on that bus, people. You're crammed down the aisles. You're crammed down the aisles. You're told to stand where there's no standing room because they have their yellow lines where they can't have anybody. Because, of course, the bus driver needs to be able to see where he's going. So he doesn't care if he has like 250 people in the back of his bus. This is crap, people. There's already a ton of people who do not take public transportation, yet those buses are still packed. They're already doing it. You can't pack any more people on these buses. Like, uh, the thing is, is, is Phoenix, during their, their busiest times, they may have certain buses come to certain spots every 10, 15 minutes on the main drags, but when you live out in the middle of nowhere, it may be every two hours or so before you can actually catch the bus. And um, it, it's just not logical. They already have a ton of transit buses out there that are not able to keep up with the demand of how many people are out there. And then you have buses driving around empty in places where they just they don't have any people. Because, of course, you know, they're keeping people employed and stuff. So it's just not practical. Okay, so I think that infrastructures would be a little bit better. Like maybe actually design housing around certain jobs, like bread factories or something, you know? Um, or little coffee shops or whatever. Have your actual fitness centers downtown where people can actually access, access them. Besides on, you know, like for instance... Um, Having fitness areas out in the middle of BFE where it takes you 12.5 miles just to get out there and it's just not practical anymore. And this is what society does and it's horrible. So it doesn't sync with, with reality here because they're doing it for a reason too. They don't want every Tom, Dick, and Harry going into their gym, taking showers, and working out whenever they want to. So they want to be able to make it undesirable for you to actually want to work out. Okay. So number five, be humble. I, wow, that's the best suggestion yet. Be humble. We are not God. There was, was here before us and has get, been given to us. Now, here's a hypocritical moment that I knew eventually the Pope would come out with. 
because he's a hypocrite. Sorry, you gotta point it out. I mean, you gotta point out where it's obvious, like, as obvious as the nose on your face. And the reason why I say that is because he's the Pope, for Christ's sakes. Yet he has, he's worshipping an idol called the Papu, Pacumama over Jesus Christ. Like, I mean, seriously, I saw some of the nativity scenes and stuff, and they were going full Pacumama. I mean, they were going full New Age crystals in hand instead of the rosary. They're like doing all kinds of crazy things now and and Catholics are just there they have to accept it and I'm just kind of looking at them like you guys have lost your minds like that's not Christ anymore I don't know what kind of blasphemous thing that you want to create or whatnot but you know you're trying to drive Christianity out of what was Christian like no get rid of your little idol false idols or whatnot and go back to the Jesus Christ that I know so um you know, these blasphemous things from the Pope is just ironic. So the reason why they have the words be humble is because that's technically what we should all be. I mean, um, I certainly don't have a podcast because I wanted to uh, um, make myself popular. This is not a popular podcast. I mean, sure, a lot of people have listened to it and stuff here and there. But it's a very humble podcast. It's not something that has exploded with growth because that's not what I wanted. What I wanted was, you know, to help those diabetics out there who needed help, who didn't have anywhere else to turn, uh, who may not know about certain people on, like, YouTube or other things, and they may get me on the radio instead, and then that way I can point them in the right direction. So that's the reason why I have this podcast. It's just kind of like an arrow, you know, it's like, okay, here's the way. I'm going to show you this way, and hopefully it helps you. If not, you do your own thing or whatnot. But hopefully I can be the person that helps guide you because I am going to be the person I wish I would have ran into when I was a diabetic for the first time. I mean, I I was um, walking blind there for a while as a diabetic and I really wished that I hadn't. And I actually, let me see if I can find the saying here, but I actually wrote this down because I'm going to pin it on my desk at work and it says, let me see if I can remember it, it says, how can you blame a blind man for running into a wall okay that's us the diabetic we're kind of like running in blind we don't know what's going on when we first start I mean we may have some hints because a relative might be diabetic but we don't know so this was meant to be a humble site I still hope that you share this with diabetics and just diabetics I don't need like people who aren't diabetic who have no idea what I'm talking about listening to this podcast but those people who do know about diabetes or for those who know somebody who might need it those are the people that um, I'm actually seeking out you know kind of like the lost sheep version or whatnot so that we can actually get them to the right spot so they can get help for their diabetes because I just don't want anybody to suffer like I did you know that's my main point so um, my biggest repayment is the fact that you are on the right path to getting the care that you need that's all I need okay that's all I care about Okay, so um, number six is don't become a slave to your phone. Then it says underneath here, true wisdom is not acquired by a mere accumulation of data, which eventually leads to overload and confusion, a sort of mental pollution. Okay, so you want to know why the Pope said that? The Pope said that because he was exposed. He was exposed big time for being the fraudulent pope that he is. Like, if there's any 
any like false prophets out there, and there's a lot of them, by the way. Uh, just look at a lot of your religious leaders. False, false. You know, you got all these false alarms going off. You know a person by their fruits. You know a person by what they actually produce, right? So you know, like a tree grower is a tree grower, or you know, like an all fruit, all of fruits or whatnot, by the fact that they actually have a basket of olives. Like, um, I, I could talk about making candles all day, but until I produce one, I'm not a candle maker, right? Well, I've produced like over 120 of them. I just can't sell them because um, my city limits me from doing that without a license, so I just don't sell them. But that's um, cities. the city's stupidity, not mine. You know, I'm just trying to do things legally so I won't sell them. But, so yeah, I'm a candle maker, I just don't sell them. I'll give them away as gifts. <laughs> Okay, so don't be a slave to your phone. Um, yeah, he's trying to stop all kinds of corruption from going on right now, including, um, like, for instance, all the... Oh, this is horrible, too. But there's so many children that actually died back in the day in Ireland. I actually talked to a lady who was actually an orphan in Ireland at one point in time. She, I mean, she has an accent and everything. So if she's lying to me, then she's a really good liar because... Uh, she kind of knew dates, events, and places, and then she gave me a website to actually look up. And this was before it became known, but back in the days, the way that they actually took care of orphans is they killed a lot of those babies. There's a lot of blood on the, on the Catholic Church's hands, unfortunately. But you know what? I don't think that they meant ill will. I think they were trying to do the best they could and got overwhelmed. Or maybe these children just died because there wasn't great health care or something back then. I'm not sure. But I do know that there are places in Ireland where they actually killed children. Like, it did happen. So, like I say, people, if you're alive today, say hallelujah. Because a lot of people that did not make it. It's a gruesome truth of reality. Okay, so um, don't become a slave to your phone. I still want to know why there's so many children missing. And I don't know what to think about this. Because I, I don't know how to post this. And, you know, may God forgive me for this. But... But I cannot verify the contents of this because of how tragic it is. And basically what I'm talking about is um, something which may or may not be rumored. So I, I, have, I have a little bit of a hesitancy to actually talk about it just because I don't know exactly what's going on. But what I've heard from several different sources now is absolutely mortifying. They claim that, and I have a hard, I'll tell you why I have a hard time believing this first off, okay? is because I had to go through CPS as a child, so I was a foster kid. And nothing bad happened to me. As a matter of fact, um, they saved my life. And and I'm very I, I'm actually very grateful to CPS. So I don't know if it's just a mad parent actually just trying to say this about, you know, like maybe they're, they're creating a rumor about CPS. So I'm going to just straight out say it. But they're claiming that there's a bunch of children missing from states like Georgia, um, Arizona, Texas. There's a couple of other states as well where these children are just missing. They have no idea what ha has happened to them. And this is a little bit concerning, a little bit infuriating, but also I think that maybe, I don't know, maybe they're trying to save these children from these parents. I don't know what's going on, but it's really weird, okay, that so many kids would turn up missing. There's a lot of weird uh, stories about uh, sex trafficking and stuff of that na nature, child uh, exploitation, 
So I don't have any official word on that yet. So take it with a grain of salt. Maybe investigate yourself. Maybe get back to me and let me know what's going on. Because at this point, I can't even share any of that stuff right now because I don't have solid facts on it. Not anybody's talking about it. Now the problem with these rings is that they've they've caught some highly um, like some some people that are you know like the elites and stuff of that nature that they don't want to you know give names on. So um, some of that stuff's not coming out just yet, but allegedly some of it's going to be coming out. It's very disturbing. I'll be honest. I don't know what to think about it. So. Um, when they talk about don't become a slave to your phone, I would not have known about that if it wouldn't have been for my phone. And besides, I can't do a podcast without my phone. So I don't really care what the Pope says at this point. I haven't cared for years. Um, and I'm not Catholic, so there's that too. I was thinking about becoming Catholic, but then after what I saw with the whole packing mama thing, I totally wrote it off back then. I don't even want to do the Fatima thing anymore. I, I'm just so turned off by the whole Catholic Church experience. But, I'm going to tell you what, I'm looking at their fruits on the Catholic Church, and I'm looking at certain Catholic members because they're really big into helping out their society, and oh my gosh, some of the people out there are the most loveliest, most wonderful, well-meaning, God-fearing, lovely people you could ever meet. Like, I'm serious. So the thing is, is that, yes, you can't necessarily tell somebody by their fruits, like, they're so opposite of what the Pope actually is. I'm, like, looking at these people, and I'm like, that's why I'm, I'm really, I'm, like, hardcore. I'm like, I love American Catholics, you know, the hardcore American Catholics, because these people, like, they're good people, people. I mean, they're the ones running the churches, some of the judicial systems, um, charities, a lot of the charities out there, they've got a good heart, they... They, they do good things out there. Oh, gosh, I love Catholics. Don't get me wrong on Catholics, okay? Please do not get me wrong on Catholics. I would do anything for a Catholic any day because I know that they would do anything for me any day. I just, I just don't like the Pope. I just don't understand why they attach themselves to a Catholic church with this Pope and all these horrendous things. I just don't get that. That's what I don't understand. So I'm the same with Mormons. LDS people are amazing. But they attach themselves to leaders who just keep taking from them. And it's unbelievable the the whole love-hate relationship they have going on. I just don't understand that. It's like they embrace the devil or something but give off God. So weird. Right? Okay. So I'm not like cool with the whole get rid of your phone thing or don't become a slave to your phone. Um, your phone is a tool, okay? So don't call people tools. Call your phone a tool. Use your, your phone as the tool that it is. It doesn't mind being used. People do mind getting used though. So don't use people. Use your phone. Um, as I'd like to say. So um, unfortunately there's a lot of people that actually use other people out there and so they find that their phone is more reliable than people. Which goes into my next subject, number seven. Don't trade online relationships for real ones. I got a little quote under here that says, Real relationships now tend to be replaced by a type of internet communication which enables us to choose or eliminate relationships at whim. 
This is very true. This is how divorces happen. You get some homely male that starts talking to a female online and he's got a lovely wife at home who takes care of his children, who cooks his meals, who cleans up after this slob, and yet he's lonely. And he complains he doesn't spend enough time with his wife and he doesn't love her anymore. Well, maybe he would love her more if he helped her go do the dishes or laundry or help take care of the kids or did something extra special for him in case she's just like, nope, nope, sorry, got it, got it all. Because she's trying to show her love to him and he's resenting it because he's an idiot, right? Um, yeah, and so he goes online looking for love because he's too much of an idiot to realize that he's had it at home the whole entire time. So then he walks off, you know, he abandons his wife, says, oh, I don't love you anymore, and he goes, he's gone. And then he realizes six, seven years down the road that he had the good scene at home, but he decided to chase him tail down the street. Who ended up dumping him a month or three later, anyways, which <laughs> happened to both my exes. <laughs> you know, it's like you have a good woman in front of you. So, yeah, it does drive uh, the woman who thought that she had a husband crazy. It does. I will be the first to admit it. I've, I've gone a little bit cuckoo, um, but in a good way. So, um, it's not all bad. Um, but I definitely look at relationships differently. Like, I look at real people differently. Like, they're just there for something. They're there because they're there for survival. I don't know. I don't get it. But here's the thing. It's not necessarily a bad thing. Now, it does say, number seven, don't trade online relationships for real ones. But sometimes you just don't need a relationship anymore. Because you know what it's all about. You know, every guy thinks that he's the good guy, but he, he, he absolutely does not prove it. He thinks by saying he's a good guy that he is actually a good guy. It's kind of like somebody who says that they donate for charity, but they don't really donate to charity. Well, I mean, uh, people who donate to charity don't need to say that they donate to charity. They do their charitable works. A lot of people don't know what their charity works are. Um, and really, it's none, nobody else's business anyways, Right. But they don't need to go out saying, oh, yeah, I gave to this charity and this charity and that charity. And, you know, we don't we don't care. Like, I, I actually, that's how I, I work anyways. That's how I roll. I actually help organizations. But um, in my day job. But I don't go around um, talking too much about it. Because it just is. But I hear on the phone all the time about these people saying, oh, I donate to this charity and that charity and that charity. And I don't care. I'm trying to collect, you know, some money for this charity. I don't care who else you're donating to. I mean, I'm glad you are. But, um, you know, why'd you answer the phone? And usually I get, oh, I thought you were somebody else. Well, I mean, if you have caller ID like I do, you know exactly who called. So, I mean, whatever. Um, online relationships. I would say... Let those fools continue their online relationships because they're usually not worthy to date anyways. And um, there's there's a lot of people who catfish all the time and you have to be aware that the person who says that they're, you know, blankety blank is probably not blankety blank. You know, you're probably not talking to Keanu Reeves if this person claims that, that they are Keanu Reeves unless they have, unless you're like on Twitter or something and you're talking to the official person, which I think is like 
brilliant that Elon Musk actually came up with. I love following Elon Musk because he does come up with some brilliant stuff. Um, okay, so let's get past that because I think it's kind of funny. Um, eight is turn off the lights, recycle, and don't waste food. Well, okay. Yeah, like my apartment is kind of like a dark cave anyway, so I had to bring uh, exterior sources into my apartment just so I could have any light at all in this energy efficient apartment where I don't actually have to pay for lights anyways. It's not part of my my rent. Now, if they, they paid for my food, that'd be great. I mean, they'd be covering all my expenses. They don't. So I have to go out there and seek food sources. That's the reason why I work, so I can actually pay my bills. Don't make enough to pay my bills, but, you know, that's the whole cart and buggy wagon thing. Oh, which I, which I was going to actually say, isn't that kind of funny? I mean, they're, they're actually getting rid of everything that we need to live off of and survive. Yet, at the same time, they're not going to be promoting, like, here's some free land for you to actually develop. Now you have to seek, like, greenhouse sources to actually power this. No, 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 we're going to do this backwards, and we're going to make sure you seek all this stuff first. And if you don't succeed, we're going to take it all away from you and destroy you and put you in a homeless shelter instead, because that that would be best for you to actually have to deal with people robbing you of what little you have left and, and their bed bug infestations. Yeah, pretty gross. Okay, nine, educate yourself. Well, haven't we been educating ourselves since preschool? I mean... You know, most of us go through pre through 12, we graduate, we go on to junior college or whatnot, then we go on to university, we educate ourselves. And then you go on to get the same job that you had while you were going to school and not making it. Hey, thanks a lot for something that doesn't even work. Okay, let's go on to 10. Believe you can make a difference. Uh, most people go into life knowing that they're going to do something they just don't know what yet. A lot of times they're just going out there to make a lot of money. But, see, this this works too because if they do make a lot of money and they succeed, then they can actually pay these charitable organizations for the work that they do and actually pay their tithing or whatever else, right? So, um, or they can start a podcast and talk about diabetes and not get paid anything at all. I mean, hey, not bad. Okay, so the quote for this is, we must regain the conviction that we need one another that we have a shared responsibility for others and the world and that being good and decent are worth it yes i would absolutely agree being good and decent are wonder are worth it but i'm going to tell you before all this technology and stuff came along you still had to worry about people you still knew that nine out of ten people had their hands out instead of holding a cupping hand which is a giving hand so you know that like uh, one person out of ten would actually might help you out. This is back when one out of ten would actually help you out, whereas the other nine were just out to take from you. So I, I found that in the Mormon Church, like they were all always about good about taking but not giving. One thing I found about the Catholic Church, though, that they were great about giving, not taking. But then we also have to look at the gods that they serve too. Are they serving the the correct gods? And when I say gods, like I mean, that was, that was a little joke. There's only one God. But when I say God, because, I mean, the Catholic Church has a Pachamama now. So, I mean, they're worshiping more than one God there. So, Pachamama was a God of a certain tribe. And she was an evil God, too. They sacrificed 
at one point in time, they sacrificed their babies to her. So, I mean, how evil is that? So, I guess if you haven't figured it out by now, I'm all about exposing the evil deeds to the light and, and you know, um, making this the light of the world. We need to be aware of these things. And we know, you need to know hypocrisy when we see it. So, when we see people, you know, mimicking the Ten Commandments on a fake Mount Sinai that it's not even the original Mount Sinai. And, you know, of course, God's not speaking to them or anything. They're just pretending. And you have all these religious leaders from all over the world gathering together to praise what the Pope is actually doing. Maybe some of them were talking in the back of their minds going, gosh, you know, the only reason why I showed up is because he paid me like a hundred bucks. Or he paid for my ticket here. Maybe that's what it was. But, um... The whole point was that he was trying to make it appear as if the people who were most important to him, those are the other religious affiliations, because, you know, the Pope thinks that um, he brings all traditions together into one church. They've been trying to do this for 2,000 years, okay? Trying to bring it under one head. Well, you know, if, if you're not the correct head, nobody wants to be underneath you. You know, they're going to be skeptical of you anyways. That's why they have their own organizations anyways. So, um, but there's going to be somebody like me exposing this. I'm not the only person exposing this. I mean, this actually was, um, like the original was sent to me. Was it on TikTok or was it on YouTube? One of the two, um, might've been on Twitter even, but, um, yeah, about exposure to all these, this false stuff going on and, then you have to look at the book of Revelations, especially if you're a Christian, and you can see, okay, all this stuff has to take place before, you know, um, Christ coming. And, I mean, that's kind of, like, important to us. We don't know when he's going to come. We don't know where. Um, I would hope that um, for those of you who are seeking the way, uh, Jesus really makes it easy. He's just like, he's, he's the way, the, the truth, and the light. So, um, nobody can come through me except through, through, through the Father. And, um, that's stating that Jesus is Lord. He's our God. He's the one. He, he was the marked one. Everything that was prophesied has come true. Everything the Jews were looking for was found in him. And they may be skeptical about it, but, you know, we got to wonder if they're real Jews or not real Jews were actually scattered all over this earth. So the real tribe of Judah may be the real one or may be the false one. But that's also um, the same way in the Catholic Church. There's truth and there's lies in it. There's always truth and lies. You always got to see the yin and yang of every effect. So every religious organization has that truth and that falseness. And um, one cannot exist without the other, I guess, because otherwise one would be actually destroyed. So, which has been showing itself throughout history. Alright, people. I gave you a lot to think of. So some of you are going to be looking at some of the stuff that I'm talking about and going, wow, she's right on the money. But if you want to know about the Pope, for instance, just type in uh, the Pacumama into your search engine, into like Yoohoo. Or excuse me, not Yoohoo, but uh, so that's a chocolate drink that 
one I'll talk about for another day. No, I'll talk about that right now. Okay, you who? That is just chocolate surf and water, people. I know. Sorry to disturb your thoughts about you who, but that's all it is. Taste test study already done on YouTube. Guy proved it. He's like, it's the same thing. And his childhood is now ruined. Sorry, dude. And I'm sorry to people out there. Okay. So, YouTube. Actually, uh, type in Packing Mama and the Pope. And then you can read the whole story. Um, as far as um, religious leaders and what I had just gone over, that would be on CNN Breaking US and World News. I looked that one up. It's called The Pope's Ten Commandments on Climate Change. So that's an interesting little read. And I'll go over everything that I just explained. All right. As far as diabetics go, <laughs> well, there's diabetic Jews, Catholics, religious leaders out there. So, I mean, it kind of applies. This is my survival guide. So it might be might as well be yours as well. So, and uh, a lot of us are religious or believe in Christ or just believe in God, you know, the Jews, you know, so of that nature, so, um, all right, if you don't hear from me again, I just want to wish you a very happy Hanukkah, Christmas, Kwanzaa, or whatever celebrations you have this year, for the rest of this 2022 year, I will be podcasting again, but I just wanted to say that, all right, thank you so much for listening, this has been Margaret Copeland Frankowitz, please be kind to each other, um, I hope that you're enjoying the new music that I actually put towards the beginning of the episodes. Um, I'm still looking for that theme song, and I, I'm going to choose a new one for 2023. I just haven't decided on one that like says, yeah, that's the one that I want to do. Who knows? Maybe I'll just go back to the original, which is called In the Back Room. But, um, you know, I'm just trying out some different jingles. I might even play my own here pretty soon. So I have a piano. I can come up with a jingle. And then we can make a decision based off of that. All right, people, take care. Be kind to one another. I know it's hard, especially when all you want to do is wish your enemies slip on a banana peel. But just be kind to each other and see what happens. Take notes of the people that are rotten to you. Because those people, I'm telling you, they're the most miserable people on the planet. So just be glad you're not them. All right, you take care. Until next time, this has been Martin Colton Frankis. Bye-bye.